Welcome back to the Dewhawk Dozen podcast. My name is Rachel Mosier. And I'm Neil Bingham. This is our monthly podcast dedicated to our graduates of the last decade. 12 months, 12 great Dewhawks. Countless stories to tell. Today's guest is 2012 grad Abby Lawrence. Let's do this. Welcome, Abby. Uh, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> no problem. Happy to be here. Um, I know that you were saying you haven't been back in a while um, and that you used to work upstairs in an office that may or may not be there anymore. When was the last time you were on campus? Um, well, I actually came to the faculty staff play nice. over Labor Day. So that's the last time I've technically been on campus. Um, like, And then during um, maternity leave, so like in June, I came back to go shopping. Important <laughs> priorities, right? Yes. Yeah. Gotta love the college bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, thank you so much for being on with us today. Your nominator believed that you truly are a responsible contributor, and the Young Alumni Advisory Board has agreed, based on what you've done during your time at Loris and beyond. You have played an integral part in your reunion committee this year, and you also have a wealth of volunteer experience within and outside the Dubuque community. On top of all that you do professionally, including your family barbecue business, you are also spending time maneuvering life as a parent. That's Which a is lot. also a full-time job. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. minimally full-time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get paid overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I just became a parent in April, so I think I recently calculated that feeding a child takes 20 hours a week. So a part-time job basically is what it takes to... Just feeding. Just feeding. <laughs> just feeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many hours of diaper changing? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Rocking. Totally different. So it's a little crazy. Yeah. So um, before you became a parent, yeah. let's defa- uh, look <laughs> Rewind <back>. 10 years. <laughs> yes, 10 whole years. So even at, during your time at Loris, you worked for the CYC, the Catholic Youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth. So while I was at Loris, I was an elementary ed major. And so during the summers, I worked at a summer camp kind of to build my resume and experience with kids. So I started at Catholic Youth Camp, which is in McGregor, Minnesota, which is in northern Minnesota up towards Duluth kind of area. Mm-hmm. Just and a so, trek. Yeah, yeah, just a little trek. Um, so all four years I worked there. Um, and then after graduation, they offered me a job there, actually. So instead of going into the classroom, I moved to camp. Um, and so it was actually officed out of the Twin Cities. And so I went and worked there the summer after graduation and then was hired on as the assistant director that like August, September um, time and moved to the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Did you think that you would go into camp rather than the classroom? Well, it was really fun and I knew I really loved camp. And even when I was a kid, I was like, "What? how do I spend my life at camp? Because I <laughs> loved camp when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I only went for a week of summer, but literally I would talk about it year round. And so it was kind of a natural, interesting transition to end up working at camp. And a lot of people would be like, oh, you don't have an outdoor degree, you don't have, you know, recreation. And I was like, well, it's kind of like teaching. I just teach in the three months that the teachers aren't teaching them. And so I did a lot of program writing. But while I was there, I kind of realized that I really liked paperwork, which is, you know, the really (laughs) exciting part of camp. Um, I was really good at facilitating fun and not necessarily, like, being fun. And so um, they kept um, making up jobs for me at camp every summer so I started as a counselor and then next the next summer I was like 
special projects coordinator. So I would just like plan stuff and organize stuff and all of that. So yeah, when I became assistant director, I was in charge of writing all new programming, which is just like lesson planning. Um, and then, uh, paperwork mailings and then organizing when the kids came to camp what cabins they were going to be in and what medical information we needed and all that stuff so it was kind of like education wise but a whole different kind of path and then um, I was there then for four years after graduation so eight summers total at camp and then we moved back to Iowa so my then boyfriend, now husband, moved to Minnesota with me. So we met at Loris. Uh, he's also a 2012 grad. And we decided we needed to move back to Iowa. And he got a job here at Loris. So we came back, obviously. And then here, there are not that many summer camps. So I kind of had to pivot and decide to do something else. Um, in Minnesota, like literally, you can throw a rock and hit a <laughs> summer camp. Uh, it's just part of the Minnesota culture, I think, is everybody goes to camp yeah. or people fly there to go to camp mm -hmm. or things like that. And so we moved to Dubuque and I was like, um, there's no camps here. Yeah. Um, Laura Sall Sports Camp. Laura Sall Sports Camp. Did yeah. it for five years. <laughs> I don't think they had job openings at the time. Yeah, that's, that's so, fair. <laughs> so kind of had to make a different decision on what to do when mm -hmm. we moved back. Yeah. So. so was it just like Iowa calling you guys back home or what, what well, kind of led to that decision? Well, it was actually um, my husband's brother passed away. And mm. so he is from Monticello. And so I said, I will move to Des Moines or Dubuque. It's your choice. Um, I grew up in Beaverdale. Shout out Beaverdale um, with Nick Coleman. And, uh, you know, I had March Duhok yeah. Dozen. Yes, March Duhok Dozen, Nick Coleman. Um, and so I knew Des Moines and we knew Dubuque. And so we kind of chose between. But he got a job here at Loris, um, working for Loris College Productions under Craig Schaefer. And then we moved to Dubuque. So I had to figure out what the heck I was doing in Dubuque, <laughs> basically. So, yeah. And with a big life decision like that, I'm always curious, was it job first, then, like, choose to move to that city, or was it we've landed on Dubuque, and now we just got to make it work? Oh, no. It was, well, it was his job first. So okay. when we moved to the Twin Cities, we moved for my job. Mm -hmm. I was offered the job, and then he figured it out. He found a job there. And so when he said he wanted to move to Iowa, I said, okay, you go first. You <laughs> figure out where you want to work. And then because media study jobs are more difficult sure. um to find sure. and so um well, yeah that, yeah no okay. no uh, it was a bad <laughs> comment so. it wasn't a bad comment but sorry <laughs> no it's fine uh so yeah so we moved back to dubuque in 2016 and then we actually got married that fall and then we've been in dubuque ever since so about seven no six years now we've I see a lot of our um, classmates uh, from the class of 2017 yeah. kind of they're going through that phase right now too as they're getting married and right. they're like oh maybe Dubuque isn't the right place for us or maybe Chicago isn't the right place for us so yeah. they're right. landing in different directions. Right 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 like you went on a four or five year adventure yeah. you kind mm -hmm. of did your own thing but now if you're getting married or having, having kids, kids or things like that you're kind of deciding more. Yeah, where you want to stay. I loved Minnesota, and um, no offense to Buke, I miss Minnesota. If we could get, like, a super target, it would be really, like, up our game. Mm. You think we would have one by now? Come <laughs> on. Um, so, well, you know, Minnesota is, like, the land of super targets. Mm -hmm. You can cut that out for sure. Every um, time I go to Des Moines, I'm hitting up a target there <laughs> for any big city. They did just completely yeah. renovate our target, though, yeah. so that's great. It's not a super target, mm -hmm. and it's just, like brighter but Does target want to <laughs> sponsor this <Yeah. laughs> podcast yeah. target 
come to Dubuque with a super one. <laughs> okay. So um, you mentioned your uh, barbecue business. Yeah. Uh, you started that right after the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. So when we bought our house, my husband bought a smoker, a barbecue <laughs> smoker, and he started really liking it. So we've really... We really love food. Um, that's honestly like how we met at Laura's is I could bake some really great cookies in a toaster oven. Nice. Um, I don't that know. takes talent. I don't know. <laughs> that does take talent. Uh, to someone owned it in Rollman. Can't say their name. I don't know if it was allowed. Um, oh. But <laughs> like, what's the statue of limitations yeah. of Laura's coming after me for having a We're toaster cookies. oven? I ten actually, years later. Ten years later. 14. Excuse me, ma'am. Um, and so, yeah, I would bake at Laura's and that's a joke that that's why my husband started dating me is because I can make really good cookies um and thanks so, for bringing them today yeah uh, okay <laughs> I'm sorry it was the plan I had things going on um so we yes yeah, so barbecue in Dubuque is a little scarce and so he sure. decided to learn how to make it here and then he had a dream of opening a barbecue business so um we opened it, yeah, in 2021 at the farmer's market last year, and we did pretty well. We did it every single weekend, basically. I think we skipped two weekends out of sure. the summer, but it was another part-time job for both of us. We probably spent a total of 40 hours a week combined working on the barbecue business. So it was really, really fun, but no one's, like, quitting their jobs yet or anything. Um, <laughs> it was really fun, but uh, it's called Lawrence Brothers Barbecue, and um, as I mentioned, his brother passed away, and so it was – um, funded by his brother's estate. Hmm. And so that's why it's Lawrence Brothers Barbecue. Yeah, so his brother's estate kind of gave us the seed money to start it. And then last year, um, you know, we made a little extra money and he could buy a b even bigger smoker. So, yeah. So that's Lawrence Brothers Barbecue is bringing barbecue to 2012 Homecoming because why not? Hey, that'll be awesome. And what a cool way to pay respect to your yeah. brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it was a little slower this year because we had our daughter. So last sure. summer we found out while we were doing it that we were pregnant and we were really excited. Um, and so we found out, yeah, a baby takes a lot more time than you think. <laughs> yeah. um, almost, you know, two more full-time jobs. Um, so he's only done a couple events this summer, but he's already talked about what he wants to do next summer. So Nice. Yeah. But 2012 class, get ready because it's coming to tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> so well, what do you, do you know what you're going to bring? We are bringing pulled pork. So he smoked it yesterday, actually, because we're busy the next couple weekends mm. and we're going to freeze it and then it reheats pretty well. So we're doing sandwiches and then pulled pork nachos. Yum, nachos. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. It's okay. Everyone keeps saying, "Can I impersonate a 2012 graduate?" And I was like, "It's it's homecoming tailgate. Come just over and just it. get food. It's Everyone's fine. your friend. You know, yeah. yeah. Everyone will be our it's friend there until it's gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you won award after award with this barbecue business. I saw on your Facebook. Oh yeah, we bought we he did some competitions this summer. Um, so because we didn't have a lot of time to do the vending side of it, um, he did a couple competitions and one in Bellevue and won a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then last <laughs> summer we were in, um, the TH, which was really fun. And then the Monticello Express, where he's from, cool. featured him in that too. So yeah. That's awesome. It's mm -hmm. kind of fun. It's kind of, you know, it was his dream to do it and we're still doing it, but, um, yeah, it's not like a full-time job yet or anything. Yeah. Just a bit of a different pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, in addition to the barbecue business, you also work at Verena Street Coffee. Correct. Yeah, so Verena Street Coffee is the job I landed on yeah. when I came back here. Um, 
about five and a half years ago now I've worked for Verena Street. And yes, I do give all the tours. So um, these are my confessions. I don't drink coffee until now, till you recently. You have so much energy. So <laughs> until recently, until having a baby, now okay. I drink coffee. Um, but I put like a lot of sugar in it. Um, before that, I really like cold beverages. I'm mm. not a hot beverage person as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... They own Pepsi also. Oh. Sponsored by Pepsi. Um, um, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So they, owners of Verena Street, own Pepsi. So I joke that oh. they keep me around because I drink enough Pepsi products. So it's fine. Is it Mountain Dew? Yeah. Code Red? <laughs> Listen, but yeah. Verena Street is served at the Duhok Market. Yes. So yes, it is. basically sponsored by Verena Street. Here on campus. Yes. Thank and you, Earmark. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I I thought it was fascinating because I would not survive the day without coffee. Um, I knew nothing about it though, oh, and yeah. so that tour was fascinating. So to any of our listeners, check out check out the tours at Farina Street because it was. Yes. I learned a lot. The Julian Breakfast Blend was actually the first coffee I ever drank. Oh. Um, my boss at Flex Steel, she okay. would make the cold brew. All yes. The time. So so I did make cold brew. I've made a decent amount of cold brew while I worked there, and then mm-hmm. yeah, in the past. Three months since being back since maternity leave, I drink coffee now because I need it. Yeah. The world runs on coffee. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you mentioned how you saw your education kind of um, help your youth camp. How do you see it in your roles today? Oh, yeah. So that was a big question when I got hired at Verena Street as the owner goes, why do you want to work here? (laughs) You have an elementary ed degree. Why do you want to work here? And I said, I really like paperwork. And so at camp, I was in charge of our accreditation process. I was in charge of everything paperwork. And so I applied for the shipping and receiving coordinator position at Verena Street. And it's all paperwork. And so I joked that they said, oh, you know how to use a computer? And you like paperwork? Okay. So I'm actually in charge of all of our food safety and um, our accreditations and our visits and our audits and things like that. Um, So basically almost every single piece of paper ends up on my desk. Um, So I've kind of organized and created systems and things like that. How many people work at Verena? Um, 20 total across the whole company. Um, On site here in Dubuque, it's about 12. Okay. Yeah. Nice small business. Yeah. So, Verena Street, if you don't know, um, roasts coffee, packages it, and then sells it to grocery stores. Um, so, I'm not a barista. I love a good barista. Mm-hmm. I would love to be one to know. But, um, so, yeah, so I do a lot of the coordinating, and I still do all the shipping and receiving. So, Abby, we are at the point of our podcast where we have 12 questions for you. Um, I know we talked a little bit before we started recording that you have listened no! before. No! <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> However... We have a dozen questions for our Duhawk Dozen, um, where we ask our guests 12 rapid-fire questions, and you give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Let's do this. <laughs> um, where was your last vacation? Um, I went to adult summer camp over Labor Day. Fascinating. Uh, what was your first ever job? I worked at Wetzel's Pretzels at Jordan Creek Mall. Is your bed made right now? No. What is your go-to karaoke song? I don't sing karaoke, but I'm a really good hype girl. Okay. What movie or show do you quote the most? Um, Parks and Recreation. What was the last TV series that you binge-watched? Okay. Embarrassingly, I'm currently binge-watching Ugly Betty because there's a lot of seasons. Throwback. Yeah. Love her. I'm old, remember? (laughs) Are you a morning person or night owl? Morning person. What is your go-to lazy dinner? Um, Lots of matzo pizza. Who is one of your heroes? Uh, My husband. What age has been your favorite age so far? 
probably the last 12 months. Purple or gold? Purple. And then what is your favorite spot on the Loris College campus? I drove by it to make sure it's still there. Outside of the basement of bins, there's a picnic table and a grill. Huh. That's where we used to have like family friends dinner. So we nice. would grill on, there's a charcoal grill back there. And my husband lived on, is it B level, A level? What's the basement of bins? It's A then B. Okay, I don't know. He lived way down there. <laughs> down there. And right where you could like walk out to sure. there. So we would like hand things out the window and we would have like little picnics back there. That is awesome. Yeah. That place is... It's very, very specific, right? It's very, it's very underutilized, I too, I feel Right, like. right. Yeah. I, well, I drove past it because I was like, no way do they have the charcoal grill still out there. Oh, yeah, it's sure still there. Do. It's still there. Yeah. Does that. it get used? Probably not. One of the Hoffman does, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I do have to ask before we uh, jump into some of the more specific questions about Loris. Yeah. Adult summer camp. Yeah. What, what so, is that? I'm curious You're now. curious now. So, um, there is a craft store in Fargo called Unglued. And they sell maker-made stuff. And um, seven years ago, they started a summer camp. And so it's an all-adult, 21 and over summer camp. They rent out a YMCA camp, and they throw a great party. And you actually craft while you're there, so you sign up for classes. Incredible. So you, like, learn how to, like, needle felt. It's really geeky. Needle felt, but also there's a dance party. There's an open bar the entire time. Literally, people stay up all night. It's really fun. Um, so I go with Does a group of awesome. girls that I used to work at summer camp with. So we all live in four different states now. And so this was our second year going together. So we it's kind of like our reunion girls weekend is we go to summer camp. So unglued summer camp if you would like to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> all the sponsorships. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. Um, you have to be on a wait list and in a lottery to get in. Um, so this yeah. is like a big deal. So uh, that's cool that you all got to go mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you all on different um, lottery systems? Like no, no, no. We're in a group. Okay. Like, uh, like mm-hmm. the group is in the lottery oh, together. Okay, so nice. we apply together. Like the. So four you don't have to us. make that tough choice when three mm-hmm. get in and one doesn't. Right, right, right. But <laughs> they have a theme dance party, so people like go all out with costumes, and Incredible. so you like craft, and then there's a color wars, and yeah, it's it's kind of like launching Dolores on steroids, right? <laughs> Plus alcohol. And crafts. And crafts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So you um, you keep up with your um, your camp friends and some of the uh, your Duhok friends. Yeah. So it's super crazy. So since we moved back, because my husband's also a staff member, air quotes, um, it's really crazy to be on the other side of things. So we are still friends with people we went to school with. But now we're friends with professors also, <laughs> which who have started since we went here. So it's not like. Mm-hmm strange um and so it's super weird to be on the other side of Loris right like I go to the faculty staff play and hear like some kids behind me talking about the honors program that Mm -hmm. I was in and I was like oh man you're old you're sitting here and you know I turned around and I was like no 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 it's run by John E.B. it's you know like I'm explaining it to them and I'm like they don't know who I am um (laughs) (laughs) we've all been yeah we've all been there so it's really crazy to like be friends with professors because obviously while you're here you're like oh, they're so old and not old, but, you know, they're completely different generation and things like that. And now that's me. It is funny, like seeing that perspective, because I even know some of the classmates of mine and Rachel's and yours, I'm sure, even now that are teaching when it's like, oh, right. When I was in grade school, I thought our teachers were so old. Right. And now I look at it and it's like, well, right. They're like administrators. They're administrators. (laughs) They're they're, not that old. I kind of put it back to when I was a little kid. High school football players were like 
the coolest people ever, mm-hmm. right? And then or you, college football right, players. Right? You're like, oh, man, they're amazing. Um, and then you see some people yelling at the, the oh, Iowa oh, game, like, no. those kids are 18. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Um, so it's kind of crazy to be on the other side of it. Yeah. Like to go from mm-hmm. student, we were kind of still friends with um, while we lived in Minnesota with some people. We like came back here to do our engagement pictures, things like that. And then coming back on the other side of it being 10 years out. And like I went to on a girl's trip this past weekend and eight of us and I bet six of them were professors. And then the rest of us were grads. And I was like. Whoa, totally different of side of Lourdes. Yep. That's uh-huh. super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you gotten used to the whole not calling them doctor or professor still? Oh, yeah, because I never knew them as my okay, gotcha. my professors. And so I actually, before this was like, what are their titles? I don't know. <laughs> and then like sure. the internet didn't, I mean, they have like, you know, their stuff afterwards. But yeah. I was like, I don't know what they go by. Um so yes, so it's always weird when, like, Doctor Davis. I yep. still call him Doctor Davis. Oh right, because he was my bird biology teacher. Oh okay, important but, things. But then Kim Walsh, she was one of my big mentors on campus, and it was just like, oh, now I'm her now, friend. Now, yeah, yeah right right yeah. yeah. So it's kind mm-hmm. of crazy. So it's probably better that they weren't professors while I was here, and it makes the transition yeah easier for me mm-hmm. to then sure. be like. Oh, they're just my friend, and they happen to work at yeah. Loris or things like that. So it's kind of a strange turn of events uh, for me. Sure. And one big part of that is kind of that time spent between, you know, uh, Rachel and I are both celebrating our fifth year reunion. You're celebrating your 10th reunion yeah. this year. What has been something that you found over those 10 years that just has not faded from your Loris experience? And you, that you can't like cop out with saying your husband because oh yeah <laughs> that definitely one my husband that would be an easy answer yeah. right he's just still there <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean love him I mean I think that there are very true friends that I've like kept the entire time so my husband included <laughs> but we have a very good core group and like we're all in each other's weddings and one's getting married next summer and so. Um, yeah, we've really like kept up with them and it's really crazy because we all went to Loris and then we all went on to do completely different things. One's a lawyer, some have masters, we still just have our bachelors. So like the fact that Loris still ties us all together where now I don't know like later in life if we would have found things in common necessarily. Kind of after college, you have your like your friends that are your work friends because you work with them. You have your friends that are mm-hmm. I don't know like your gym friends because you go to the gym with them. Your um, maybe your farmers market friends because you go to the farmers market with them. But yeah. like those Dewhawk friends that you have, your friends because of a shared experience. And now you do completely different things. Yeah. But still have that thing that like you know keeps you together and it's just a, it's a cool way to just really have that a very authentic, deeply rooted oh, friendship yeah. with a bunch of people. Yeah. And you feel like you have you haven't left when right. you might not yeah. see them for a few years oh or trust me and- yeah i mean they're mostly guy <laughs> friends and so it's really like they haven't left college sometimes there's just like flashbacks where i'm like guys it's Are been 10 Beckman years <laughs> yeah right like rollman yeah. excuse me rollman oh, beckman gosh no so with all of your experiences with your classmates after graduation what's been your most favorite because it's so recent I did really enjoy last weekend. We spent Hmm. a weekend with some faculty now and some people that I went to school with to celebrate an upcoming wedding of one of the faculty members that we're all going to go to. So it's really crazy 
to think that Loris has like connected all of us in that strange way and that we've made such good friends because I think that was my connection to my new faculty members here is that Loris we could always talk about um which kind of annoys some people who are not Loris grads <laughs> or involved they're like but why do you love Loris so much yes yes one of the boyfriends is like oh you're talking about Loris okay bye always so you have your time <laughs> yeah yeah always yeah it, but we do have a really awesome community and oh, yeah. it's cool to see how the relationships evolve, like you've been mentioning. Yeah, it's really crazy. What are you most looking forward to in the next 10 years? In the next 10 years. Oh, man. Short term, I am really looking forward to homecoming next month um, because obviously we have our new little daughter to take to. You know, I think it's so fun at homecoming seeing everyone and seeing their families grow and be like, whoa, we're parents now. What? Like, we're trusted with this tiny human. <laughs> um, Long term, yeah, having her grow up and getting to wear all of her little do hot clothes. Um, long ago when we moved back, we actually went to the bookstore and bought a bunch of tiny Laura's clothes. Um, At one point, there was a baby Dewey. I should have brought it to show you. There was a baby Dewey, and uh, the bookstore announced that they were discontinuing baby Dewey. And so we came, and we bought, like, an item in every size (laughs) um, so that we would have it for future baby Lawrence and so it's kind of fun now because we got all of that stuff out in the last year so she'll get to grow up in Laura's stuff they're a hot commodity man Laura's stuff is hard to find so Mm -hmm. collecting it but it's really crazy because even my family um like my aunts and uncles if they see Laura's stuff anywhere like thrift stores or stuff like that they buy it and they give it to me because they're like oh I know it's hard you know hard to find so Mm -hmm. yeah I know a lot of people talk about that small school mentality and why like because I I often think like my sister went to a slightly larger institution yeah. and then when she's wearing a sweatshirt from her school, like no oh, one really yeah. like comes up and says anything. But I think the larger the school, more people are, might just assume you're a fan or yeah. maybe you went to on a visit there or you, you had a relative yeah. that went there. But with that small connection like Loris, I mean, if I see someone with a Loris hat or T-shirt or sweatshirt, I'm automatically going to go up and be like, yo, oh, did you no, go yeah. there? Did you it's go It's like there? instant friends, <laughs> <Yep>. right? <laughs> yep. It's instant connection. So I don't have any good like around the world sightings like Kevin O'Brien or, yeah. you know, like <laughs> things like that. But, you know, living just in Iowa, um, when I moved to Minnesota, I kept my Duhok plates. I have Duhok plates. And even in the Twin Cities, people would like find me or honk or wave yeah. and be like, oh, I know what... Loris College is, you know, and or even Dubuque in general. I told someone in Minnesota I was moving to Dubuque and she was like, I grew up in Dubuque. And then, you know, it's like instant kinship, basically, and you have something to chat about. So it's really fun. Awesome. Uh, Any last tidbits or pieces of advice for our listeners at home? as someone getting ready for their 10-year college reunion. 10-year college reunion, yeah. I'm really currently reflecting on and attempting as hard as possible to make the memories. And they don't have to be big memories, you know. It's not like crazy adventures, but like little short things. And that's what you're going to continue to talk about when you get old like me. (laughs) And you talk about your memories, you know, in the Roman hallway or going on an adventure to the tri-states during college and you're like, oh, we're going to drive and see all three states. Yeah. It's really impressive, right? Uh, all three states. Um, wow. Yeah. Big circle. Yeah. Oh, right? Big Took circle. five minutes. Whoa. Um, uh, but really focusing on making those memories, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it's a lot of work. So, like, you know, bringing barbecue to homecoming. But that'll be fun. That'll yeah. be a memory that we have that 
we brought it and we did it. Uh, same thing with just starting the business and stuff like that. And so. your friends will be like, Abby's cooking again. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. They, oh, we cook for our friends a lot here. I think that's how we keep our friends. You know, they're like, oh. Whatever it takes. What, whatever it takes. Yes. Yeah. Will any of your cookies be making a scene? Oh, at- yeah. Duh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Guess I know where I'll be. Come, come on over. <laughs> Spot 22. Well, this will be airing afterwards, right? So. Oh. We, yeah. Hopefully you tried some cookies at home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sucks if you didn't. <laughs> well, Abby, thank you again so much for being on the show with us today. Um, and for our listeners at home, do not forget to mark your calendar for the 12th of every month where we will be introducing the newest member of our Duhawk Dozen. You can visit alumni.loris.edu slash Dozen to learn more or to nominate a Duhawk today. Thank you to the Young Alumni Advisory Board for sponsoring this podcast and for Robert Waterbury for editing it. Go Go Duhawks!